Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Haley. And we are Reels on Reels. For this week, we're going to be doing a Stephen King-themed episode. But before we get into that, we did ask a question to our viewers to let us know what their favorite Stephen King adaptation was. And we got quite a few responses. What, 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 what ones did you get? Well, let's see. They're Out of the ones that we got, let's see, Shawshank Redemption got raving reviews. Excellent. That is one of my favorites. I still have to see that you one. You definitely need to see that one. Let's see, we also got Pet Cemetery, both the original and the upcoming at readaptation. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, like I really liked the first Pet Cemetery. So I'm kind of interested to see if they do something slightly different with the new one or if it's going to be a shot for shot, kind of like that Poltergeist remake they did years ago. It looked like some of it from the trailer was kind of like taken from the original, but who knows? Who knows? We'll have to see it in order to see. Yeah. Um, let's see. Otherwise, we got the It miniseries from okay. early 90s and the new version of It. Christine got a bit of Christine. traction there. Another one I still have to see. <laughs> that was um, interesting. Made, made you fear cars. We'll see. I can't, we'll see. Okay. Um, <laughs> we also had The Shining got a few shout outs, even okay. though it's not not a direct adaptation of the book, but a lot of people say it's a great adaptation. I personally wasn't a fan of The Shining. I remember that. You, yeah, but I've been told I need to read the book. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't sure what to say there because I was like, wait, I haven't read the book, so I can't really say that. So <laughs> I, It's been recommended that we should read the book. Okay. Maybe, maybe Let's see. Other than that, we also got Carrie, Green Mile, okay. The Stand, and I would say our recommendation is Gerald's Game on Netflix. That was excellent. Yes. Uh, that was done well. It it definitely held tension throughout. Yeah. Previously, I guess Gerald's Game, the book was considered unfilmable. Really? Yeah. I haven't read the book for that one again, so I don't. I can't really say much about it. But I guess a lot of people just considered that to be a Stephen King work that would never be able to translate into film. Well, I think they did a good job with it. Yes, I, mean, I, I, I liked that one a lot. I haven't read the book either, but, I mean, I, it was a good movie. Yeah, so there's a lot of recommendations there if you're looking to get into some Stephen King work, and we have some that we're going to talk about today as well. Yes, and what are we starting off with here today? I think we said we were going to start with Cujo. Yes, Cujo. Man's best friend. Yeah, I I have a lot of thoughts about this one. I know, I know. So, I saw this probably a couple years after it was released. It was uh, I saw it at home with my with my my family, with my dad mainly, and um, creep me out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's yeah. I like I remember seeing parts of it as a child as well, and it it scared me back then. Yeah, it's just the, the thought of you know. A St. Bernard, you know. It's very big puppy. Beethoven, right? Beethoven? (laughs) Yeah. Right? And in this this role, in this particular way, was just wasn't really right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I remember seeing, like, the characters were trapped in a car, and it was just super scary. And, like, being trapped is something that's very 
it can be very compelling. But that was how I remembered it. Yeah. Watching it this time was a much different experience, I'd say. I have to agree. I have to agree. But um, So how do you want to tackle this one? Well, do you want to start with story aspects, or do we want to talk about editing aspects? I say let's go start with the story first. Okay. All right. So heading off things right there, I felt sorry for the dog. (laughs) The whole time I was watching it, I just felt sorry for the dog. Like, this dog needs help. Someone help this puppy. (laughs) It was very, very weird that, you know, watching it again after so many years. And I have to agree with you that I was like, why ain't nobody helping this dog? Yeah, you kept on making comparisons to another horror film we've seen in the past called Contracted. Contracted, yeah. Where you're seeing this character just completely devolve into, like, clearly something is wrong with this character. And so you kept on mentioning that as Cujo is falling ill to what is ailing him. I know. And it's just it's just odd that, you know, things are happening and nobody else is really seeing it. Yeah. You know. I felt sad for the puppy. I did I did too. I, I it it didn't like, you know, for the for the film like you you wanted to like you know, connect more with the characters, right? Yeah. And well, I guess, I mean, the dog is a character, but, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm talking about, like, the humans, right? Yeah, because the first and half of the movie spends a really good chunk of time trying to do character development with all of these characters, yeah. but I was just like, the dog. Someone <laughs> help the dog. <laughs> yeah, and, and watching it again actually did did kind of bring to that, and I'm just like, uh, this movie is, like, completely different from what I remember it. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I really do wish there had been a little bit more, like, I think I wrote something down, I wanted more of a resolution toward the end. Like, it spent yeah. a lot of time building up, and then I feel like in the end it just kind of ended. Yeah, there's a lot of un- unanswered questions, I guess. Um, well, the, the ending itself was just... It ends on a freeze frame for Pete's sakes. <laughs> <sighs> I, I mean, it was 1983 when this <laughs> film came out, and so I know a lot of films ended on freeze frames in this time period. I guess that was kind of a way to say, oh, this is this is kind of a happy ending. And it yes. goes into the music, and then the freeze frame is kind of typical of films in this era, I'd say. Yes, and but I don't know. Having just, seen the rest of the film before that, though, it was it was kind of laughable to be honest. With I, you. I I completely disconnected, like. I mean, you know, as the movie's going through, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is, like, just not how I remember it. And then, you know, Fuel to the Fire was that last shot. I just lost it. <laughs> I I just, you, yeah, I think we both did. It just, oh, yeah, I laughed. <laughs> Definitely. Not how I don't think a movie like that should be ending, but <laughs> that's just of me. You know, that's just my opinion on it. For me, it was just like the cherry on top of what I felt personally was kind of a mediocre film. Yeah. Unfortunately. Like, I remembered it being much better than I experienced this time. It was a really good concept, you know. Because, I mean, yeah, you are taking man's best friend, right? It's as the dogs are coined, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's just... It's, you know, like those of you who don't know Cujo, it's it's completely like you know out of character for the kind of dog that. Oh is. yeah, and and that's supposed to be the you know the whole like dragon force behind point, it. Yeah. yeah, that you know this 
St. Bernard is not is, friendly anymore. It's not your <laughs> friend anymore, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's not really a spoiler. I mean, well, I'm that, sure, that's the premise of the film, essentially, yeah. is that the dog is not being friendly, really. Yeah. And just things that. You can that tell are, from the poster and stuff. But aside from the dog, right? Yeah. The rest of the other um, stuff that happens in a movie is just. I just felt like they were all over the place. Yeah, there was a lot of layers they were trying to cover, I feel. But I don't know if any of the layers really were covered successfully. No, some some hit. Some were hit. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of it that could have just been thrown out, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I'd say so. You know? and At least for this film adaptation. Like, again, yeah. having not read the Stephen King source material, it's like I'm sure there was a reason for some of these layers. I'm sure they were elaborated upon in the book, but in the film it kind of feels like they're just tossed in and yeah. They're not really helping with the overall film altogether and they probably could have been left out on the cutting room floor. It it felt like more just a bunch of fillers that didn't need to be there just to take up time. Mm-hmm. At least to me that's what it felt like. And it might sound like I'm I'm bashing this film a little bit, but it's just that's how I felt about it. Yeah. Well, so. like there's there's a lot of things that I wish we could talk about, but we can't really without going into some spoiler aspects about and it. And we don't want to do that. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Like I would probably say Cujo could be fun if you're watching it with the right people and you're in the right mindset for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I had watched another Stephen King adaptation for the first time before that one. So my hopes for it were really high because that last adaptation was really good. And then this one came out and it was kind of more not the best, kind of like an average adaptation of mm-hmm. an interesting concept. So for me, my my thoughts on Cujo are a little bit more negative than if I had been in a different mindset watching it. Yeah. I guess, yeah, if you were watching it with a bunch of people who are... Yeah, it could be fun. Know, everybody would be screaming, trying oh, to yeah. run away from the TV, you know? <laughs> yeah, like by the time I realized that I wasn't getting exactly what I was hoping for with it, I... I I started having fun with it. Like, I was rooting for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you well, you were also, like, making jokes, which is Oh, kinda... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was having fun with it. <laughs> but at the same time, you were kind of like, oh, my God, run away. Get away from there. Oh, yeah. Close that door. Close that door. Oh, you know, yeah. That kind of thing. Shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things about it. Like it's 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 multifaceted, I'd say. So you can't really say entirely that it's like bad because no, it, it has it, entertainment value. It does have entertainment value. You know. Mm-hmm. So it could have it could have been better. It could have been. It was yeah. still an entertaining film. Yeah, like I know we had we had some issues. I don't know about we I had some issues with the editing in it. You were you were giving like look, give it the benefit of the doubt. It was nineteen eighty three, and I'm like, that's no excuse. <laughs> there was other films that came out in nineteen eighty three that had better editing than this. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, like it was like the sound mixing in between scene changes threw me for a loop. Like the shots transitioning from one to the other oh, didn't the feel thought were out. Bad. And there was some very questionable cinematography for me in there too. I had more of a problem with. Um, the uh what do you call that um uh consistency oh yeah i think you mentioned it a couple times there was um gosh what what is the why can't i remember the word oh my 
for continuity. Continuity. There you yeah, go. That, there that we is go. right. Consistency, right. continuity. Yeah. yeah There's a it. lot of continuity errors. A lot. Yeah. Um, a lot of it were also in the car scene. Well, I mean, that's kind of understandable when you're in one location. Yeah. And you're doing multiple takes, and you got to keep on remembering that the actions, you got to reset the action. Every time. Every single time. And if you're having a hectic day uh, and you don't have a continuity, like, checker. And, and it's, it's true. I mean, we've run into that oh, in, yeah. in our own stuff that we're like, oh, we should have known that. But, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it does happen a lot, a mm-hmm. lot more frequently than, than most people think. There but, was one part that really threw me for a loop. I was like, wait, that window was open. <laughs> That's what I was going to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was blood in it, and now there's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then at, at one point, it was almost like within the shot, the director was like, ah, crap, that window was open. Roll it back down in the middle of the take. Roll it back down. And they're all like different positions, too, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah, but, that, 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 was, that was interesting. Yeah. What else about the editing that was kind of... Uh, yeah, for me for it was you. it was mostly the the cuts in between some some parts felt like really poor jump cuts in a way. There was a lot of um like it didn't flow. Yeah. It didn't flow. And I know that's come up recently in conversations because I felt the same way about the editing in a recent Oscar film that it doesn't flow. And if it doesn't flow and you're really aware of the editing back oh, and yeah, forth, it it's, it's, it's not successful. It's not good. It's, it's, it takes you away so easily. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I felt about the editing in this film. So I had a lot of issues with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Like Like we said, if you watch it with a bunch of people and you guys are in the right mood for it it could be really fun because there there is a lot of jumps about it the dog is fantastic the dog was great dog is fantastic you felt for him (laughs) it was a him right i think it was a him yes yes cujo i I believe is a boy dog yes yeah especially (laughs) when he was running towards you oh man made me want to look away yeah (laughs) cujo best character in cujo that's why the film's named after him yes (laughs) yes yeah and, uh, well, I mean, you know, give it a shot. You know, yeah, you like, like this watching... one is one of the classics. Like, I grew yeah. up knowing about Cujo the entire time. Yeah, so. who doesn't know about Cujo? It, just, it, was, it was a really good concept, and, you know, I just wish it was a, a bit better delivered. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe somebody out there will make another one. Yeah, some, there, everyone's doing remakes and re-adaptations yeah. nowadays, so maybe we'll see a new adaptation of Cujo, but I'm not sure how that'll do really if they do redo it because people like a lot of things that were done back then with animal rights and everything i don't know if that would fly anymore culture is completely different today yeah Yeah. like like just right now like i was watching it in 2019 and i felt bad for the dog the whole time so maybe maybe if they re if they adapt it again they can do it from the dog's perspective Interesting. Throw that it out there. It did start off that way, though. It kind of, kind of does start out that start way. They should continue way. it. But then it kind of went off. And then... <laughs> if you're going to readapt Cujo, do it from the dog's perspective. I'm throwing that out there. Somebody do it. Somebody do it. I did feel bad for that dog. <laughs> that dog needed help, and it was asking for it. Oh, yeah. Poor, <sighs> poor dog. <laughs> anyway, on that note. I on that it, note, we should probably switch should over probably... to our other film. So the other film that we're going to talk about today is... 1990s Misery. Misery. So this was the one that I watched before Cujo. 
<laughs> so, like, keep in mind, I was I was coming from Misery, which is an Oscar-winning performance from Kathy Bates, and then coming into Cujo. So that was that was definitely my perspective at the time. But I definitely enjoyed Misery. Misery was great. Oh yeah, still is, mm-hmm. still is great. Um, yeah. It, so you know, just hearing about it, not knowing, you know, really, you just you just knew certain things in in the film that happened because it's been around for so long. Yeah, I like I. Like, this is another one that I'd never seen. You're going to hear that a lot from me. Did you I get guess. any ex- any expectations coming into the film? Um. Well, I knew a lot of the more iconic scenes. Okay. Um, I knew in general what the plot was. Okay. But I was coming into it, and I tried to come at it as much as I could without any expectations. Mm-hmm. As much as I could. And okay. I I was pretty happy with the result that I got there. Okay. So it, it delivered and what they were trying to do. Oh, yeah. And I think a good portion of that is definitely Kathy Bates' performance, because I, I believed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why she won, you know. Oh, yeah. The Oscar that year for that film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she switches between this kind of like nurse ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, like all kind of like, oh, I'm angelic and I'm helping you, but then I'm evil. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, flip of a dime, boom. She's oh, yeah. Completely another person. And, bring and you're back. like, whoa. And then she brings it back. And, like, I'm and then so she's sorry. sorry. <laughs> and then so, you're like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Watch out for this one. But yeah, her performance is definitely a huge selling point for Misery. Yeah. Yeah, it it worked yeah, really absolutely. well with like the tension building cuz I think Rob Reiner directed this one. I believe Misery. it is Rob Reiner, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, but um the tension building was really good in this too. Like it I felt I felt a sense of dread while I was watching it. Like mm-hmm. it it was thick, like you could cut it. <laughs> you could cut you the dread. You actually feel the cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know if that was my my prior knowledge going into the film, knowing kind of what was going to happen. But I felt yeah. like it was there. It was there. It it was it was there all the way through. Mm-hmm. All the way through, even to the point. Well, I'm not going to spoil the movie, but yeah. You know, other characters were introduced, yeah. and again, I I felt for minor characters. <laughs> They were great. Yes, yes. They were really great. The sheriff and the deputy are fantastic. Yes, they are. Yes. They're they're definitely lovable. Yes. <laughs> lovable what, characters. That is the right word for it. But yeah. on top of that, kind of leaning back into Kathy Bates' performance and the character and everything, I was on her side <laughs> for a good part of the beginning of the film, in a way. <laughs> I mean, as as events escalate and things get, like, way, way out of hand, then not so much. But in the beginning, when she's just the number one fan, you know, it's like, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And then the turns. <laughs> and then it turns, yeah. And then it just becomes, whoa, dude, whoa. So if you haven't seen Misery before, just prepare yourself. It's a wonderful... Uh, Ride. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's a ride from start to finish. Yeah. Like I think we can say the general plot. The general plot okay, is that ahead. this author gets saved from an accident by someone who claims to be their number one fan and, and a nurse. <laughs> and a nurse. nurse. <laughs> Lucky for them. And the number one fan, like, is the caretaker. And suddenly, when she realizes that. This author has made the decision to kill off her favorite character. Things take a turn for the worse. 
Really bad. Really bad. And like it, for that whole beginning section when she finds out the author killed her favorite character, you know, like I related. <laughs> I related as a writer. <laughs> well, as a fan, as a fan, okay. I related because there are some there's details about how he decides to do it that just True. don't sit well with me. <laughs> okay, I get you. Like at, at one point when she discovers how he kills the character, she comes in and she says it, and I was like, "He did what?" I think both of you, the movie and you, <laughs> made the same reaction at the same time, which is really funny. Oh, it was great. <laughs> it was great. But I mean, after after that point, my my sympathy with her character dwindles. But um, up to that point, up to that point, you know, yeah, and and you know, um, the author himself talk about being in a position you don't ever want to be in. Mm-hmm. That that's rough. That's rough, where you really don't have any control, you know. Yeah. To a certain degree. Yeah, and but that's that's definitely another aspect. Like, again, haven't read the source material, but watching the film and kind of looking at it from a writer's perspective, mm-hmm. it, it seemed like an internal struggle as well. Like, mm. on, on the surface, it's a writer with his number one fan, and... They're kind of going at it with each other about where where the next work should go. And as a writer, I was kind of watching that almost like an internal struggle. Interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't look at it that way. Now that, now that you mention it, yeah. I'm thinking, thinking back at the, the things that happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there were certain situations that were questioning his, like, almost loyalty to this character he built that mm-hmm. people love right yeah like it kind of went along with like you are your you are your worst critic yeah interesting I, I never looked at it that way so not just trying to survive for himself but also um just writing fight, in just general him like himself internally having um that struggle mm-hmm at the same time, physically, things are, you know, yeah, a problem for him. Mm-hmm. Huh. I never looked at it that way. It's interesting. Yeah. Like, that was definitely a good source of the tension for me as well, that kind of subtext that I was feeling throughout. Yeah. But, yeah, tension tension is a doozy in this one. Yeah, like, it was a bit of a roller coaster, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. One of the more iconic scenes that I already knew about is set to one of my favorite classical songs. So now, <laughs> now I'm that's even more iconic I, for me. I do remember you saying, "Oh, she's wearing that that the outfit oh, for no, that scene." It's and the outfit. It's the outfit, and then the music starts playing. You're like, "Oh no, please don't ruin this song for me." Are you really gonna do this to Moonlight Sonata? <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> But yeah, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. But um, yeah. What about like pacing and editing and stuff like that for the film? And what do you what did you think about it? Um, it was a little it was a little slow in the middle, I'd say. Okay. But overall, like I'm I'm a fan of slower pacing. Yeah. So I thought it worked out. It it showed how long the situation's been going on. Yeah, passage of time, the way they did it was actually done really well. Yeah, so I, I didn't really have any problems with, like, the slower pacing of it because it really showed how long the author was in this situation and it showed some of the more urgency of trying to figure out mm-hmm. what's going to happen and where people are and everything like that. 
So I didn't really have any issues with the pacing of it. Like, when it picks up at the end, it picks up. Oh, it really picks up. And I like how it kind of comes back Mm -hmm. to a certain point earlier in the movie. Yeah. And how the ending kind of comes back to that, you know, which is kind of neat. Yeah, it comes full circle in a way. Yeah. Which is another thing that goes with my internal struggle type thing that I was seeing in it. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I, I know um, also at, at the like the very last scene, you also mentioned something uh, in regards to how it you saw other films, newer films, recent films. That was actually in Cujo. <laughs> no, there was there was there was uh, the the very last scene. The very last. scene. The very last scene. I'm not going to say what it is, mm-hmm. but there were. Um, it was him and his um, um, editor. They were sitting down, and he was talking. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, part. Yeah, I remember part. going back into Gerald's game, which yeah. we're a fan of. Yeah, I saw a lot of similarities to the resolution of this film to the resolution in Gerald's game, and I guess that's something that we could kind of bring Cujo back into because we saw a lot of homages to other Stephen mm-hmm. King work throughout Cujo as well. And so that really goes into saying, like, if, if you watch a lot of Stephen King films, you're going to see there's kind of like a King universe going on. And that's something that one of our viewers actually mentioned, that there is like a King universe that you're involved in if you read a lot of the books. There's a definite um, style there. There's yeah. a defer- definitely a, de- a specific way of how he tells his story. Yeah, there's a lot of common themes. Yeah. A lot of common messages, and it, it it definitely they all tie in in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So that was I thought that was really cool when you when you mentioned that because when you mentioned it right there, I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. Like, that it's it's all there. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. a lingering feeling that the film leaves you with. Because I think what you said was you I th- right when it ended and they go into credits, you're like, ah. Oh. And you said something, like, I was kind of like of a bad, where you, because uh, you had the, the same feeling. Then you explained it to me with Gerald's mm-hmm. game. Shaking, shaking, shaking your, your hand. At the sky. Yeah, yeah, like, yes. oh, how dare you? Like, how dare you leave me with this lingering feeling of yeah. dread? <laughs> how <And> dare I, you? <laughs> that's why that's, I remember that uh, vividly because you were so like, oh. Yeah, like, why uh, would you end it on that note? Now <laughs> it's going to stick with me forever, which I'm sure is what they intended. Yeah, and, you know, it was. It worked out really well. <laughs> you kind of can't forget that scene. Oh no! Yeah, it, it definitely. It, it's. I thought it was a great ending to the film overall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for reminding me of that. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, I mean, you were so like. I mean, yeah. that was so like passionate. Like you know, you were so into just that one last like word or like yeah. last couple the of words. last few lines. Yeah. yeah. And you were just like, oh, how dare you? Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> <laughs> that lingering so, feeling and, of dread. And, and that's what it reminded me of all other, all of the other films that you yeah. kind of tied it to, not just Gerald's game, but, you know, because it's something, you know, that is something that Stephen King actually does, you know, put out there for, I guess his readers mm-hmm. slash viewers audience, you know, however, yeah. however you want to do it. And it does kind of like just stick with you, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, so like, you know, even this day, like if you're just walking down the street, you're like you get that kind of feeling. You're like, Oh, I yeah. think I got this feeling because of something I read or watched from Stephen King, mm-hmm. you know, and he did his job. 
That's all it is, really. He, yep. He told this story, and it sticks with you. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah. If you haven't seen Misery yet, I would highly suggest you go watch it. Absolutely recommend that one. That was yeah. that was a really good experience. Like, I can't believe the film's almost 30 years old. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. And it's. It, I think it does, you know, stand the test of time. Yeah, and actually, now that I brought that up, it really does stand the test of time because the film is in, it's. it was released in 1990. So this is before cell phones, before, like, the internet, mm-hmm. really, and everything that we know. But I was completely engaged in this isolation of these mm-hmm. two characters because it just, it made sense. The, the storyline is one of those ones that I really do feel really does stand the test of time because you don't really realize that you're missing all of those things. Mm-hmm. I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, there was maybe one time where I was like, oh, wish you had the internet, <laughs> you know, but at well, the same time, like, you don't need it for the story to work. No, you don't. And he, you know, he has his reasons for mm-hmm. why he does things the way he does, and that's explained in the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, internet, cell phones, it doesn't matter. None of that matter. Because he is in his element, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's all you really need to know. Yeah. And and the number one fan, she's in her element. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just, in their element, yeah. and so it just flows. Yeah. I mean, other than the the look of the cars that kind of dates the movie, but you can't. Re- you don't really think about it because no. you're so engaged in the yeah. story. You mm-hmm. know. So. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely uh, recommend Misery. Absolutely. Absolutely. That one's a really good one. I really enjoyed it. I would watch it again, to be honest. Yeah, I'll watch it again with you. Oh, yeah. Like, there are some films that you can watch one time, and then you're like, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and this time around, you know, you watch it again, you can probably pick out a couple more things that, you know, kind of like lead off to other things that we've seen by him. Mm -hmm. Now that we're more aware of. Now that I know there's a king universe, I'm going to start taking notes. I guess whatever you call it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start taking notes. (laughs) All these comparisons. whole podcast on its own right there. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, definitely recommend it. You haven't seen it? Go for it. Yes. Give it a shot. Do watch Misery. So I guess that's all for us today. So thank you for listening to our Stephen King themed episode. As always, I'm Haley. And I'm Eric. And we are Reels on Reels. Reels.